Quiet on the set. Action. to another episode of The Movie Machine, a show produced by Hot Chocolate Media where we make up a movie really fast for you based on a random suggestion from the internet. I am your moderator today, Jacob Gulliver, and I am joined by three of the Hollywood elite. We have our writer, Ben Lifson, who is Doug Jones' chiropractor. We have our director, Kyle Decker, who was the medical consultant on Doctor Strange. And we have our producer, Q Amos, who is keeper of the grips on Ghost Rider 2. Welcome, gentlemen. Hey. And as always, you have a prompt. The theme of this story is a humorous character study. The main characters are a cowardly poet and a short-tempered heir. The start of the story is treason. The end of the story is revelation. All right. So first off, I'm just going to work out a few kinks. Thank you. So this one's going to be in kind of some olden times, you know, times of princes and dukes and whatever the third thing was. We've never done a fantasy film on the movie machine. Oh, no, this isn't fantasy. This is real. This is real life because... I'm sorry, we've never done a period piece on the movie machine. You want to do... I, I, I'm not being sarcastic at all. So, so anyway, in our historical real life thing, so there's going to be, you know, this heir to the great estate of historical figure uh jean-luc quateau um i'm pretty sure he was is that a real person probably and you know there have been a lot of people kyle (laughs) exactly and you know what we'll we'll just we'll just put it in there inspired by true events we'll even say some of the names have been changed to protect the innocent so anyway (laughs) innocent imaginary people who may or may not exist so anyway but uh so he he is not sure if he wants to be prince of French town. However, he has a poet, you know, the court poet who tells poets and sonnets, kind of like the jester, but more classy. But he's worried also because, you know, once he, because the heir hates him, and once he becomes king, then he can execute the jester because that's what king can do. It's like, I don't like your work. So the, the poet's like, oh, I got to get my work better. So then when he becomes this great king slash duke slash however this works, we'll call it a count. There we go. I'm pretty sure Count's in the monarchy. And um, Is there a prince as well? Is the Count the bad guy? I'm, I'm trying to follow so I can make your vision come to life. Okay, so he is becoming a Count. He's currently a prince and becoming a Count. No, that, um, that's, that's literally a downgrade. Uh, okay, the well, the opposite of that. Then he's a Count and he's becoming a prince. So he just marries a princess. That's yeah. all you gotta do. Sure, okay. I don't know. Look, this isn't 100% historically accurate, okay? Do you you expect me to read all the history? I'm trying to tell a story here, a character study. I can't be bogged down by... Anyway, I'm sorry. So the whole thing is like the poet, he's trying to, you know, I need to become a better poet and I need to figure out what makes this guy tick. And, you know, because I need to tell this poem so I don't get executed during his coronation. And then he decides, all right, I'm going to learn about their love uh, with the princess that he's going to marry to become a prince. So he studies him and he studies his entire life and tries to tell the most beautiful poem in the world. And then the revelation at the very end is the prince, the poem was so good that the prince 
reflects on his entire life and realizes that he's been a selfish count now prince and that he's gonna redo his ways and do you have a title for this piece the grapevine cometh which is gonna be worked into the poem so that's (laughs) that's how it works so kyle you have uh, a draft for the grapevine cometh uh, which is delivered to you on uh, three bar napkins and written in the hand of what appears to be several members of a backwater improv troupe. What What do you think? Is this something we can make into a movie? So, so yeah. So this is, believe it or not, through the like the napkins like reeked of cheap bourbon too. It was really odd. But uh, so what are we gonna do? I've got I've got I'm friends with the folks at Leica Studios. So this would be a Leica movie. And uh, we're just going to call this movie Grapevine. Just shorten it up because like is, you know, so we'll do voice actors and all. But the whole story of like we're going to keep it like, you know, it's a poet trying to be inspired. But the whole story of this count trying to become the prince of Frenchtown will be told via marionettes. And this small child will be telling the story. Basically, this poet's basically trying to write a, a poem and he's he's had a. A mental break but his his niece is just he he has to he's spending a summer at his you know at his relative's house which is this great big estate you know his niece plays with these marionettes in this big to scale french town they call it which is this big beautiful thing and she's telling the story and then in his mind he follows the actual story so then the movie is told the point of view without the marionettes but the whole thing's kind of narrated from time to time interspersed by the little girl playing it who's going to be played by millie bobby brown we do that she's hot off stranger things she's she's got that wonderful and we she can do her british accent which people people will love and everything and then the poet who's trying to get the story will be played by army hammer he'll he'll do you know this just voice actors and then the uh, the main character, the puppet trying to become Prince of Frenchtown, is actually a, a street musician, a busker, who's trying to rise from the streets to royalty. Prince, of, that's the story to tell. Uh, we're gonna have Lupita Nyong'o voice that character, and then, but the whole time, the uh, the Lord of Frenchtown, which will be like an underlord crime boss, trying to stop our main character. Uh, we'll just call her the Tramp is be trying to become the prince so it'll be a, a prince popper story uh and it, it'll be uh yeah so the the lord of french town he's this you know powerful lord who has his you know underworld connections trying to stop it'll be voiced by winston duke and uh that'll be our core cast and we'll get everything else we'll get as many like comedians and stuff we'll see if Patton oswalt can do some voices he does some great voice acting work we'll get uh danny pooty to do some voices as well um and retta in there as well nick offerman like we'll, we'll get like all the funniest sitcom people for a while and just make this this great like a kind of stop motion thing that that goes from real world into the marionette world and we'll just call it grapevine because the whole thing's built in a great great vineyard with vines growing through it and there'll be a visual thing tying it all together all right so we'll pass it over to our producer q q you get a really nicely packaged well well done yeah. graphic design treatment of this script and, like, they've integrated these sort of, like, napkin designs and, like, you know, coffee stains and stuff. It's really stylish and, like, it's really well put together. Um, and they're going to do this really cool stop-motion animation for it. What do you think? Is this something that's going to sell? And how much money are you going to give these guys? Oh, my gosh. 
this this sounds like in a truly awesome movie i really want to see this in real life what do you mean this is real life of course this is real life you know what i loved everything that you set up i love all the extras and the people in there i will say this we somehow have to squeeze tiffany haddish in there somewhere that's the only that's one of the only uh critiques i can give off the top of my head of course i can keep going uh I lost to that Mill Bobby Brown. She's so good. I will say this, everything sounds good. I'm going to throw roughly, uh, this sounds like it can make back $80 million. Let's throw 80 mil at it for an animated movie. That should be good for the uh, for production. That should be good for... I mean, the actors I picked aren't going to be cheap either, so... Yeah. But they should sell. They're going to sell like gangbusters. And, um, oh, and just for me um, and for the extra arts, artsy viewer let's make a version where everything's exactly the same except the poet is kanye west and it's live action of him as a marionette but only in the scenes where it's just the poet on screen now that's only going to go on the special direct director's cut dvd edition or out on youtube to generate extra buzz because it'd be a little weird plus i'd like to see it I just have one question. Why marionettes? Why? What is it about marionettes that makes this happen? I just, I love the metaphor, like strings being attached, you know, working in Hollywood. It really speaks to me. Like, it's just like, like uh, it kind of symbolizes me being entrapped in the studio system to try and like do my art, but also like be able to afford my Malibu beach house. Like, I can't do art unless I'm pure and not having to worry about money and living on the beach. So like, always strings are attached so it's like a metaphor for that uh, it's heavy-handed kanye's gonna love that true words have never been said oh i just got something from the studio about mill bobby brown um she may or may not be scared of small puppets so well she's just voice acting all the puppets are animated that's true but it's it's a deep fear so she might be 50 50 on it if we can't do marionettes is there any other sort of small magical goblin thing on strings we can maybe do instead of marionettes all right so ben you've got some revisions back from the studio apparently there's going to be a kanye gut so you got to write some stuff for him uh uh and make sure you leave plenty of room for him to also just like improv whatever he wants because he's an auteur so I don't actually remember pitching this movie. Something must have happened when I was... I think I was on something when I was pitching this idea. But uh, you know what? I got paid for it, and I looked at what I wrote and what you guys are doing, so I'm just going to roll with it. Okay. First off, um, you know, animated film? Totally into it. I think we really need to get... And I'll get to the Kanye thing. Don't you worry. I'll get to him in a sec. But Mm -hmm. uh, I think we really need to get one of those, you know family animated film gut punches you know where it's like oh my god it's like so this is such a fun little world and oh my god i've missed so much tears you know you know i think we gotta you know um like the poet maybe he has no parents and all he knows is this poetry and maybe there will be a scene near the end where he's giving up and he's looking at some of these poems and finds one from his dear mama and reading it and maybe even like he looks up to the vines and it's a it's a poem about grapevines and the grapevines kind of sway in the breeze looking like a hand caressing a child's face you know and it'll be so set and so like it'll be like we've always loved you but more poetically and it'll it'll and people in the audience will be like oh man damn you 
Sika. Like, like a throwback to Mother Willow and Pocahontas. Yeah, except... Uh, Without the casual racism? Right, yeah. Okay. So like Grandma and Coco. Okay. So, except Grandma and Coco wasn't a grapevine tree. I don't think I... Don't she wasn't spirit. Okay, cool. Uh, now about... Also, con- a grapevine tree isn't a thing. It's just a vine. Okay. Is it really? Yeah, great grapes so. grow in a vineyard and they're just vines. Oh, oh, is it? Yeah. But anyway, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about Kanye. So it's a tree. So oh. Kanye, nope, no, no, hold on. So Kanye, he's going to be like the muse of this story, you know, like the poets invoke the muse. So he's going to be like the kind of guy at the beginning, like a story needs to be told. This is the ancient tales of old kind of, you know, we'll let him, we'll give him the script and let him sort of free flow it, uh, you know, sort of just stating what's happening occasionally cutting to him you know it's like this is this is a tale that's being you know maybe throw him in the background of a few like make a kanye marionette that'll just show up you know give him creative control over how his marionette will look i know how this works he's gonna take it anyways yeah and you know just show up in the background doing little winks to the audience as the uh greek chorus of our tale except the french tale i guess and yeah, no, I think this is going to be really good. Uh, throw in some some things to bring a little tears and just let Kanye talk. All right, so Kyle, you've got some revisions back. You've got some money and big names attached. What do you think? Is this going to work for you? And how are you going to twist this to your own creative vision? So honestly, like, I, I can't stand him because I think he's a sociopath. He is, but he's kind of interesting to work with. Kanye, I'm actually really digging the Kanye cut. And he's getting a good vibe like with with uh, with Winston Duke and Lupita and, and the cast. It's got kind of like this. It's got a good feel like it's not a wide ass movie, which is good. Um, it's cool. I am a little concerned that anyone of color won't see a Kanye movie, though, because he's his new like pro Trump status and everything is a little bit weird. Black Panther was great. Winston's great. They'll go see it. Yeah. OK. Uh, um, so like we're going to. I'm going to cut both because it's just narration. We'll have the Army Hammer version. Maybe we'll release release that in like predominantly white cities. And then we'll release the Kanye cut in in in, in more multicultural cities. In Atlanta? Uh, Atlanta, Baltimore, New York, Oakland. I cannot see this going wrong. Houston, though. Dallas, um, Chicago, even in Minneapolis, St. Paul probably because people like hip hop and the you know we got could you name some white areas where we would release the army hammer movie because i'm curious sure we would release uh boston super white san francisco cedar rapids iowa seattle so white in seattle portland oregon portland oregon salt lake city denver kansas city well, we'll, we do the Kanye version in St. Louis for sure. Hartford, and Connecticut. Memphis, yeah, Hartford, Connecticut. Basically, anywhere in the Northeast that's not New York City, Nebraska. we'll get the Army Hammer cut. Yeah. Like, like it, like we'll just use the electoral map, pretty much. Red, red will get Army Hammer. Blue will get we'll get Kanye. While we're doing all this, um, this race-based distribution. What are we going to do about China? I mean, th- now be fair. I want everyone to be assured that both versions of the film, while separate, are completely equal in quality. As a black man here, I back that, yes. 
but anyway, I think I think America is ready. The current state of America, it's really ready for a race-based distribution model. Like, it, it it's clear that you know dialogue can't be open. So like, we're just gonna have two different versions of the movie. And if someone really wants to see both, man, if they live in the Bay Area, they'll go to San Francisco for the Army Hammer version and Oakland for Hollywood's the Kanye version. Doing this as well, they released both Rough Night and Girls Night, which are the same movie but with an all-white and all-black cast. Interesting. So, so that's how I do it. Like some of the tweaks and all, the writer added some great new dialogue and all that, like really up the art factor of it. I dig it. So yeah, I'm pretty happy with it. Let's uh, let's let's print it, cut it, and split it. All right. So Q, you've got region and skin tone based distribution. What do you think? Is this uh, going the the way that you were planning? And uh, what do we need to do before the ship's out the door? First off, this is going exactly as I planned it. It's amazing. This is all we need. I'm trying to figure out, though, since this is going to be everywhere, right? And every group needs their own version. What version are we going to give the kids in cages? I'm still trying to figure that out. Because they're not quite fully American... I think I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure GOP just sends them old copies of Veggie Tales so they can indoctrinate them into Christianity. Right, Kanye. You answered my question. Thanks. They're gonna get the Kanye version. Yeah, we're just gonna release that everywhere. I'm surprised Tiffany Haddish is okay with this 100%. But uh, she's making so much money, she's gonna be fine. Italians. What? What for? Army. Okay. I mean, I'm just going to walk off. Yeah, Italy is pretty racist right now, so they'd probably go for the Army Hammer one. (laughs) Right. I see no problems with this. Green lighted, out the door, right now. Um, By the way, uh, you're aware of of Alan Smithy? Yes. Uh, I'm just going to do that before this film, for no reason, you know, just going to change my name on the credits. You're going to take Alan Smithy? Yeah. Give yourself a cool creative one? No, don't worry about it, you know. Okay. All right. Ominous. Okay. All right. So I'm going to put this uh, the movie The Grapevine into the movie machine. Cool. Just Grapevine, not The Grapevine. Okay. I'm going to put Grapevine into the movie machine and pull the lever, which sounds like marionettes clacking around on the stage. Ooh. This This movie is fine. It's just... It makes a lot of people talk about it. Nobody, like, is super into the movie. Like, a lot of people are like, I can't decide if they're trying to say something with this movie or not. Or, like, why did this get distributed into, like, different cultures? Separate but equal versions. Right, yeah. It's just, like, this movie is so, like, mediocre. It's, it's like, it's like a a Brad Pitt movie. (laughs) It's just... It's nothing. It's it's very forgettable and Seven is not mediocre. <laughs> okay, well, it's a Brad Pitt movie after the year two thousand. Fair, very fair. Yeah, um, it's just it's so 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 forgettable. You haven't really done anything to make this super original. So people talk about it and it's like controversial for a while. You make your money back, but just barely. And then like three years later, it hits, it hits Netflix and Netflix is, drops it immediately because nobody watches it. Uh, what? What did our dear leader think about it? The glorious orange emperor. What did he think? Oh, uh, he said, It's fine, it's huge, it's great. Something like that. Praise from the lips of angels, thank you. That said, you guys have a a few minutes of time travel magic to go back and make any last minute changes. Ben, starting with you, our writer, what do you think? Would you make any changes or do anything different? So, 
I really wanted this film when I wrote it, remembering now, to really be a historical look at the French monarchy. You know, and I feel like in the production of this, some of that kind of got lost. You know, princes becoming dukes or how, however it worked back then. Just in translating, and I wasn't bored, you know, I know Hollywood, you know. They're not historians like me, so, you know, they were fine with changing some things, but I don't know. I think I would um, rename all the characters to actual historical figures. And I think, you know what, this is more of a directing thing, but I'm going to make a note in the script that everyone should have outrageous French accents. Or the best French accents they can do, you know? Everybody, regardless of which version. I'm really looking forward to Kanye's French accent. Exactly, yeah. You know, they just... Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna fight. I think that that will really help support the film, add to the conversation, and I'm going to change my name now to Alan Smither. All right, so Kyle, you've got uh, a new draft back yet. Hard French accents, more history. What do you think? Is this going to work? We're going to record a third track with the French accents, and the whole thing's going to be done by John Cleese and Eric Idle doing French accents, and that'll be a third. Now, I actually think the movie machine needs to be recalibrated because there's no way Netflix drops it because they're literally now getting three films of content. All they care about is content. That's the only way you explain Iron Fist Season 1 and the fact they are going to make an Iron Fist Season 2. They don't care if it's quality. They just want content they can keep on inevitably when Disney pulls all their content from it when Disney launches their own streaming station. So now they're going to get three versions. They're going to get the Python version. They're going to get the Kanye version and they're going to get the don't scare white America version and they're going to get it for the price of one movie. So I find it hard to believe. I, th- I think the, the movie machine needs just a the movie little, machine is always right. Yeah, it needs some cr- kinetic correction, if you know what I mean. Maybe you need a kinetic um, connection or what you said. Yeah, I think we're going to stick to like just the Millie Bobby Brown and like telling the story and everything. What we'll do is we'll move the other stuff to the Blu-ray. So we'll go back in time. It'll just be the Army Hammer version released. and It'll be just a kid telling a story and a poet being inspired to it at the end in a poet. And then like there's a scene where him delivering the poem, but then he shows he learned from and he gives the little girl credit at the end. Okay, so you're you're taking away the other versions of this? Yeah, we're only gonna do we're only gonna release Army Hammer version. The others will just be fun little versions where you can put like what narration you want to hear on the Blu-ray and it'll be Python or Kanye. It'll be just like a cool little like are you hip or not kind of thing to know these are on here. We won't advertise or anything. There'll be little Easter eggs hidden in the Blu-ray menu just like they did in the first Blu-rays in the early 2000s. All right. So Q, you've got some big changes to your script. You have a singular version with some special features versions and they're more like a short bit than the whole film. What do you think? Is this working for you? I say don't stop with just one or two special features. Let's keep this train going. First off, the French the, the French speaking all the time on set. Yes, keep that going. But I want polygots on set. I want people who can speak seven different languages. I want a cut where you don't know exactly what's going on unless you know six or seven languages. Don't stop there. We need to have... Uh, we need to have a Swahili version. We need to have an, uh, an Icelandic version. What, what do penguins speak? We need to have a penguin-speaking version as well. And don't put them all on the DVD at once. Put them in other places. Let's do internet scavenger hunts. I want augmented reality games based on finding all of the different languages and the meanings and all of that. And turn it into a game. Make it something that everybody can really care about for about six weeks and we can get a lot of money that's what i need 
because alternate reality games on the internet make a ton of money. This one has Kanye. Oh, okay. It's gonna work. <laughs> like Pokemon Go. People still play that. Do you play that? I don't play it. I play it. You play it? So anyway, I'm going to put this back into the movie machine. Yeah, so this comes back in a very different way. This this is But what did we change that could possibly have affected it? Right. This Same this comes movie. back as uh, a fairly popular kids and young adult movie. Uh, it actually generates some controversy when Netflix picks it up because they they feel like Netflix doesn't have the option for these like alternate versions and like the, the Easter egg hunt on the Blu-ray and on the internet is kind of spoiled by that because they can't interact with it the same way and it actually leads to a resurgence in physical media sales over digital download copies so there's a, a group of, of fans who kind of latch onto that so you make your money back and then some and it's a pretty popular movie at the end of the day also the hardcore fans of monty python just like they latch onto this so hard because it's been so long since they've gotten original python content and it's just super super fun for them so there you have it folks grapevine and as always, we are going to end our episode with a quote of wisdom from our patron saint, Jaden Smith. Instagram is not the answer. <laughs> it's Snapchat. Snapchat's the answer. You need to stop coming up with such good movies. Like, I just want to sit here and listen <laughs> to the synopsis of these amazing movies versus, you know, if you threw a little, a little, a little fuckery in there, I'd be able to, like, mess with it a bit more. Um, what can I say? I'm an auteur. You're, you're a great auteur. You know, artist. if you got to call yourself one, you know you are one. <laughs>